Live from Guttercat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey, yo, what is going on? Thank you so much to everyone that's already in the space. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest has a special place in my heart because I was introduced to him through Nicole Benham, who was on this show a few months back. She had talked very very highly of him on the show, and since then, Nicole and I now co-host NFT FOMO. He's made several appearances on panels that we've held. He's a pioneer in disruptive tech, advocacy, and he fights for a better world with his actions more than just his words. He truly understands where we need to head in Web3, and his position as an advisor for the Dented Fields Project made me very bullish because he thinks of how to uplift communities first and foremost. His list of accolades are too long to number, but most notably, he was the former CEO of Jake Paul and Logan Paul. He's been a leader to so many other leaders in the space, including myself, and it's an honor to share the stage with man i feel honored to call friend paolo what is going on man thanks for being up here hey thank you well let's go ahead and jump right into it man i'd love for you just to chat a little bit um about your journey into the crypto and nft space and i know that your your upbringing also plays a, a really important role in who you are so i'd love for you to kind of talk about that as well um just to get started with the show yeah, uh, I, I was exposed to crypto back in 2014. A close friend of mine that I used to come up with a lot of on taught me an opportunity to, to invest and buy some mining servers. And that was my exposure to crypto. And my exposure to NFTs came formally in 2021 is it 2021 no 2020 uh i was brought in and i consulted with henny henny out of the uk is the platform and uh prestigious art firm that works with the likes of damian hurst gerard richter francis bacon estate and i was advising and consulting with the founder, Joe Haig, on the Henny Marketplace and the Damien Hurst Currency uh, project as well in 2020 and 2021. And that was really my gateway into the, the NFT uh, ecosystem. Yeah, and it's uh, been quite a journey. I mean, when you, um, I'd love for you to talk to a little bit about prior to the NFT space, because I think the the fact that you became an advisor so early on and kind of um, you were leading clubhouse spaces, I'd love to hear kind of how you um, became a fi- like kind of a public figure in, in advisory roles, why people trusted you, uh, and just a little bit more about your background. Yeah, I've been a serial entrepreneur my whole life. I come from a very humble beginning as a 
as a serial entrepreneur, not uh, formally trained, I birthed and founded what became the third largest live music company in the world that had a billion dollar IPO on the NASDAQ uh, in 2014 that was called SFX Entertainment Number Two. Gave me a tremendous amount of business experience that was sophisticated. Prior to that, I would call myself an unsophisticated entrepreneur. I learned a lot in the process. And through that journey, uh, prior to that, I started representing artists. I was an artist representative on my business card 26 years ago. I represented commercial photographers. I then expanded into art directors, creative directors, copywriters, and directors. And I did that for about five, maybe seven years where I was working on the representation side of things. Growing up, a big part of my life from a, a very early age was graffiti art, graffiti art culture. I was a graffiti artist. I was part of the skateboard culture before that. So it's always been in my DNA on the art side. And as an entrepreneur that is a visionary, uh, I, I, I think in a very creative, abstract way. And I then went on to the representation side. And prior to advising uh, Henny, I was the formal advisor to the CEO of Fashion Nova for two years very close relationship there still have a, a really close relationship there as well so I, i've i've been involved with advising a variety of different types of entrepreneurs founders artists and i get a lot of referrals uh through my journey in the sfx2 entertainment company that i created uh, as I said, I was a new, sophisticated entrepreneur, I guess, graduating into the Wall Street era. That resulted in a five-year public litigation, $100 million lawsuit that I actually ended up being very victorious in, and I learned a lot in the process. And uh, today, I still advise different people on very complex, high-level litigations working with top level ceos and top level attorneys as well that's awesome thank you for uh giving a little bit of that background i know also um that you had talked or uh, i know you were super active in the early clubhouse days and i'm curious a little bit um about because that's really where uh, a lot of yeah a lot of people in the nft space a lot of nft leaders like yourself Farouk, nicole just so many people like steve aoki just so many people were on clubhouse and i'd love to hear kind of if that was if that was uh kind of the moment that you were meeting a lot of these people if you how you uh because i wasn't actually on clubhouse i was uh, one of those people that had android so i was like stuck and would just like hearing about all this amazing stuff happening um and, and so I, i'd love for you to talk a little bit about just uh how you know this very successful entrepreneur background like you have all this stuff going on what led you to like hop even hop into clubhouses get involved in that scene and get into these nft rooms and get involved involved there yeah so uh you know great question it was still covid it was lockdown it was end of 20 uh 2020 it was end of 2020 
And Layla Steinberg, who has a workshop called Mike Sessions, uh, that's been 27 or 25 years active, where the likes of Tupac Shakur uh, came through and birthed his career and where she works with young artists and teaches them how to translate their pain into uh, poetry and spoken word. Most recently, Earl Sweatshirt uh, came through her workshop. I think the likes of Omar Apps and a bunch of others have as well. Layla, who I work very closely with in different capacities, was promoting that she was doing her mic sessions on Clubhouse. And I think that's what prompted me to first learn about it, maybe November of 2020. I then saw a buddy of mine on there, and he sent me an invite. I downloaded the app. I went into one room. I didn't know what it was. I deleted it. And then someone that I'm really close to from the music and tech industry, Tony De Niro, called me uh, every day for a week or so and suggested that I get on the app. He thought that it would be a good fit for me because I do a lot of business on the phone. So I talk a lot. And I ended up in a room. I think I ended up in Dan Fleischman's room, who I have a in real life relationship with going back to 2014 navigating through the social media boom of vine and then instagram and facebook and all of that and he was running a marathon room and i think rest in peace rest in peace wolf lion who was also a fundamental foundational pillar to this entire nft world that exists today he and I took over for Dan and we ran that room for 24 or 36 hours. Paris Hilton came in. I reconnected with Paris on the stage back in maybe 2011, 2010, where she found her gateway into becoming a DJ back then. And I had a pre-existing relationship with her from my former life in the EDM space. So reconnected with her there. The room ran and ran. That evolved into a variety of different clubhouse rooms. Nicole became the queen of clubhouse very quickly. We would talk about business experience. I would talk about bylaws and operating agreements and marketing advice and all the wisdom that I picked up in my two decades of business. I would just provide in the room and I would talk about my spiritual awakening and spirituality. And there was a little crew that emerged in that moment in time and it was wolf nicole Farouk, myself john legere the former ceo of t-mobile uh leah lamar amanda johnstone many others and we would do rooms day in and day out like i said it was COVID lockdown sometimes we do two to three rooms a day and during that time wolf I believe, if I recall correctly, he did the first Beeple room. It was during the first, you know, craze of one of one NFTs. The Beeple auction then took place after that. Fuocious came in as well to Clubhouse. And that's pretty much where the NFT movement penetrated into Clubhouse. I had awareness of nfts with working with henny six months prior to me going into clubhouse so 
it was a very interesting dynamic. I remember I called Joe and said, hey, you never believe it, but NFTs are becoming active here in our rooms that at times would have thousands of people in them because we would talk about marketing or uh, mentorship or, you know, Nicole would bring in the number one negotiator in the world, Chris Voss, and he would talk about negotiations and what have you. And there was a very captive audience because everybody was stuck at home. And the rooms grew and grew and grew. And NFTs activated and we started buying on Nifty Gateway and, you know, the drops came and the rest was history. We became super active. Farouk and I were already doing a bunch of rooms together. He had reached out to me to help me with my social media and branding stuff initially. That's where we clicked. I liked his energy. I'm really good at spotting things early. I'm good at spotting talent early. And I saw something that Steve Aoki was going to release an NFT. So I reached out to Matt Cologne. I have history of working with Steve and Matt going back to 2010 because I did create the largest EDM holding company in the world. SFX2 is now known as Lifestyle. And through that holding company, uh, I acquired brands like Tomorrowland, Electric Zoo, Stereosonics, and Stations, the largest EDM festivals in the world, including Beatport as a digital marketplace. I reached out to Steve and said, if you guys are going to do a drop, it has to be in Clubhouse and it has to be in our room. And we did the room. I've always been behind the scenes, as I mentioned. I've always been an advisor, manager, working with various talents, whether they're founders, celebrities, influencers, athletes. And we did the room. I think we had about 5,000 people in there. Aoki dropped his first collection on Nifty Gateway. And if I'm not mistaken, maybe it was a $4.3 million drop. There was a big one-of-one sale. I think Amir and John Legere, who was active in the clubhouse community with us already, bid that piece up to a million dollars on the one of one, which John bought, which was very aggressive considering we're talking March 7th, 2021. And from there, the rest was history. Everybody wanted a room. Everybody was dropping NFTs. And from there, we hosted, I think, maybe over 50 drops. We created what became the NFT club. We grew that to about 100,000 members, and that pivoted into spaces, and that was the the soil bed, I guess, for what is now known as Rug Radio today. Farouk has done a great job building and is a phenomenal host and has a ton of energy. So <laughs> he does. About the <laughs> he definitely, he definitely is, uh, is captivating and uh, just really is able to grab people's attention um, with the energy he brings to rooms. I, I just love always talking um, to anyone that was back in those early days, becoming friends with you and Nicole and Farouk. I've had conversations with all of you about those days, and I feel like um, even though I wasn't there, you know, I would, um, I, I've heard so much about him. I feel like I was there and. and 
seeing, I mean, I was very uh, aware of the, the moves happening because I would read about it on Twitter. I was just never able to be in the rooms and I was always so frustrated about that. But I feel like uh, through a lot of these conversations, I, I'm able to go back and relive those moments. So I appreciate you going and, and chatting. But it is really about the relationships. Uh, and it sounds like, you know, it's just... The, the relationships involved in the NFT space are so shows just like uh, constantly building and getting to know people and networking and just finding people that are also just building around you. And you did that. Um, even though you had so much prior success, it didn't matter when you came to club room, Clubhouse. You just wanted to get to know people and you, uh, and you continue to grow in that space. And it's just really inspiring to hear. And I feel like a lot of the people that have been really successful are also very humble uh, which I think is a key to success in Web3 anyways. All right, I, I want to move to something that I've always been curious about ever since I've I've met you and followed you on Twitter because it's in your bio. It's the biggest mystery to me because I haven't ever been able to figure out the answer, but your Twitter profile says you fumbled a 10-figure bag that you created, and, and I've always wanted to hear this story. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of public information on it. As I touched on earlier, I had a vision, I pursued it, I created it, I executed it. I had blind faith in my billionaire financier. I had a legal team around me, and that became a billion-dollar IPO. And by not having things structured the right way and having too much of a leap, leap of blind faith and being too trusting of people, I was taken advantage of and... It resulted into a five-year litigation where I was represented by one of the attorneys that represented Eduardo Sovereign against Facebook and a former federal prosecutor that uh, took down Enron. So had I been advised properly, had I been better protected, had I had a better legal team, had I had more experience, it would have resulted much differently. You know, I appreciate you sharing that, too. And I think, um, you know, it always makes me so frustrated because there's so many good people in this world. And it's uh, when you when people take advantage of kindness and empathy, it just uh, it always infuriates me hearing stories like that. And so, uh, one, I appreciate your vulnerability. I also think um, I think whenever you put put something like that on your Twitter bio, you're like immediately it shows humility because instead of talking about being the the CEO of Jake Paul and Logan Paul and all the accomplishments you have, you talk about fumbling a 10 figure bag. And that just goes to show the kind of person you are and in regards to how you walk through life. And uh, that that kind of want, makes me want to transition to talking about the Web3 space, because I've always looked at you as a leader um, in regards to the shows that, that I put on with on NFT FOMO, having you on stage with Nicole and I, it's always such an honor when you're on the panel and because you have such great insights. Um, one thing that I wanted to, to talk about and ask you about, because on NFT FOMO a couple weeks ago, we had you had mentioned something in a conversation it's always stuck out in my mind and i wanted to kind of extrapolate on it some more and you you talked about the shared responsibility and accountability uh by everyone involved in the web3 space from the artists to the devs to the community builders to the community member themselves that i think that really honed into 
a lot of the problems in Web3 today and the potential of where it should be able to go in the future. I'd love for you to chat a little bit more about your thoughts uh, when you said that and, and when you when you talk about how it's so important for everyone to, to get the recognition they deserve that's involved in the ecosystem. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the exact context, but you know, I'm a big, big, big proponent and by way of action of empowering others about building others. You know, they say great leaders grow and I believe that we grow through empowerment. You know, a lot of the things that I've done in the space, going back to even bringing Farouk and saying, yo, you're rolling with me and people saying like, you know, you have all this experience. I believe in talent. I believe we're all equal. I believe it's starting at ground zero in a new environment. And I believe that everybody plays a role. And, you know, I think that teams are very essential. And there's way too many times that uh, they say, you know, forget the exact phrase that, or, or the, the, the quote that I'm looking for, but uh, success has a thousand fathers and failures an orphan. And a lot of times, and I've been in the situation of having this happen to me, you know, people don't get the recognition for the role that they play in the creation of something. And if we look at Web3, you know, this is a, a live growing organism. It, it's an exploding industry. Everybody that's in it right now is at the forefront of it. You know, it reminds me of creating uh, internet companies in 96. You know, I would wake up in the morning, I'd go day trade before I'd go to my job. I became a father at a young age and I saw web one come, I saw web two come. And with web three, it has all of those markings except it's much larger in my opinion. And if we look at you know, there's there's different aspects. You have NFT art as a whole. You have the one of one ecosystem of artists that are fine artists or visual artists or digital artists or musical artists that are able to bring their art, go direct to consumer through different marketplaces, build a community, get their secondary royalties set in. They may work with a dev. They may not. Their art may build their community or it may not. That was the majority of the market in the first half of 2021, you know, but from the second half of 2021 up until today, I'd say a significant portion of the market, if not a majority of even the revenue or the trading volume we've seen on OpenSea are tied 10,000 collectible drops, which allow for large communities. And in that, you have the community managers, you have the community themselves, right? Like without the community, what do you have? You do have the devs, you have the smart contract developers, you have the generative art coders, you have the visual artists, you have the strategists, and all of those ingredients align perfectly, make the perfect cake, in my opinion. And I think that everyone gets recognition and it's, you know, it's an ecosystem where we're all out there Everyone's on Twitter. People may, you know, be on Instagram. You're on Discord. You're wearing different hats. You play different roles. A senior, very successful entrepreneur, Tony Forstman, told me, multi-billionaire entrepreneur, about six years ago, 
He said if you put the best pitcher in the game on the catcher's mount, he gets removed. So I think everyone has value. Everyone brings magic to the equation. And depending on what role you play or you know what interests you, it should be recognized and acknowledged. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I mean, we we come from a legacy world where a lot of it is like this vertical movement where it's like this hierarchy. Someone's at the very top and Web3, I really feel like should be an equalizer where everyone has has value for whatever they're contributing because everyone is a really important piece to a puzzle, especially when you talk about some of these projects that have uh, lots of different moving pieces. And like you said, the community is, is a huge core part of that. Um, and I think one thing when I when you look at Web3 and something that I've been very open about on this show, I feel like, especially lately, it's becoming more evident that instead of really like living in Web3, I mean, we obviously are very early. It's still very young. Uh, immature space is constantly growing. But uh, I feel like really what we've seen so far is Web2 on the blockchain. You know, a lot of these, like a lot of entrepreneurs taking advantage and opportunities that the blockchain chain provides. Uh, and, and through that, we've seen some majorly successful companies and brands that have started to be built. But I really think there's more potential to uh, what Web3 has to offer. I don't think we've really seen many brands that uh, embody the full ethos of Web3 uh, when it comes to, you know, communi- even community leading uh, charges and and taking a part in that. I, w- I was curious what your thoughts are about kind of the state of where we're at right now in Web3 when it comes to the, the blockchain and, and what you think the real beauty uh, looking forward, like the ultimate goal of what Web3 could eventually bring um, to our lives. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, it, remi- it, it, it reminds me visually of when there was maybe the first million users on Instagram. You know, anybody that I speak to that's in Web3, that is active, that's had a taste of it, they have a different energy and a different excitement about them and what they've discovered. And when I talk to people from traditional entertainment organizations, or if you call it Web2, they don't get it at all, the people that I talk to. And for me, that's a big positive because there's a big disconnect. And the people that are in it see it touch it, feel it, speak it, and live it, and it's very real. And when I see that, it tells me that we're very, very early. I've stumbled into things over the last 15 years, different emerging industries, EDM, social media influencers, YouTubers, uh, NFTs, several years before They were taken seriously, but they all had this same energy in the environment of which the culture was in a container still, which to me, I would describe as lightning in a bottle, you know? And if we look, I mean, I see some amazing people. I see everybody in the audience. I love everybody. Back to what I was saying earlier, back in the clubhouse days, if it was just us on stage, then we're talking to ourselves. So without the audience being there, there's not a community for us to grow with. 
And, they, you know, I remember back in the day saying, make sure that you tap on each other's profiles in the room and DM each other and network with each other and grow with each other. You know, I see a lot of very familiar faces. Nicole, who I know from my web two days, Morgan, Rachel, of course, Ali, who's in my group chat. There's so many people up here. Brahim, who was uh, several years with Layla Steinberg in Mike Sessions, who's a phenomenal poet, who's now working on his own project. Season from Clubhouse, the Butterfly Whisperer, Kimberly, and I'm sure many, many more in here. And when I look at all of that, I know when I talk to any of them, they see it, they taste it, they feel it. In regards to what can be done, I think Keith's done an amazing job with time, building a platform, using an organization and infrastructure to bring awareness to artists, to empower artists, to grow emerging artists, to work with very well-established artists, to cross-pollinate audiences, and to continue to move the ball forward to bring awareness for charities and bring recognition to emerging artists. Because I do think that this whole industry is about the tomorrow of it, the people of tomorrow even. I believe everything is about innovation. It's not about who was here. You know, last year in 2021, March, April, May, it was super intimidating. People just sold for 69 million. Fuocious had the $3 million drop. Fuck Render was doing millions. It was like being in the middle of a tornado. And we would do these stages every single day there was a drop. Aloe Black, Victor Reyes. I mean, on and on and on. If it was a drop, we did it. You know, we shaped Jake Prawl's drop. I made sure that we brought in Corey Van Lu so I could use Jake's celebrity as a platform to bring awareness to artists that were emerging that I believed were multicultural and I wanted to be all inclusive. Uh, Carlos, Mogo Galactico worked on that drop. They've both now been in Sotheby's. They've both been time artists. So, you know, back then, it was intimidating. You see, wow, 60 million, 30 million. These guys are famous. Like they own it, they dominate it, but it moves so quickly. It's about tomorrow. And I think in terms of where this goes, I believe that the technology is more advanced than the community is and the users currently are, which is a beautiful thing. So I think we evolve in many ways, music, interactivity, VR, AR, gamification, a certificate of authenticity, traditional ecosystems coming in because they see people uh, building this magic, this community, this awareness. We have filmmakers that have come in. We've seen Reese Witherspoon come in. There's a lot of people that are coming in that see the lightning in the bottle that I mentioned earlier that are here to build, move it forward. And again, it's about the tomorrow, not the today. You know, I, I want to give you a shout out too and give you some flowers because I couldn't agree more with what you said when it comes in regards to uh, individuals that are really active uh, in terms of people in Web 2, the way that they think about the space versus those that are constantly active in Web 3. I would say there's even some builders that have become a little bit out of touch 
uh, with Web3 because they just don't spend as much time constantly engaged with the communities. And I think that's really important. And you, I mean, you shouted out Keith, who's up here, and it's another example uh, of someone that just, regardless of his success, uh, he's constantly uh, in spaces. He doesn't care uh, what a floor price is or hyping anything up because he's really about truly building community and getting to know people and creating friends. And I'm happy to uh, another person. I'm really happy to call a friend in this space because that's really truly what is important is is building those connections and building that authenticity and uh, the, the the Web3 ethos. And what I think we're constantly seeing a shift to is growing in that way where community is why I'm in, in, in your thoughts, because I think uh, very aligned to kind of the vision of where we're moving in, in regards to Web3. Another thing you talked about was, was elevating people, elevating others like for, uh, Corey Van Lu, who just uh, is someone that I have a physical painting from, from a year and a half ago when uh, it, I, it was easier to get physical paintings from because I just uh, also saw so much potential in, in what he was creating. And I, I loved his story. And so one thing that I just absolutely love is that uh, when you spend time in this space, when you get to know people, when you actually check in, uh, you're able to grow so much more. And it does take a lot of time. And I think that's why, you know, you made a very good point about it's like a different world for those that are constantly here engaging in the space versus those that, you know, are, are kind of looking in and, and very confused as to what is happening. Uh, they just haven't, they haven't got to the point where they're, they're in yet. Uh, and to that extent, I guess a, a follow-up question is, you know, what is some of the what are some of the biggest growth areas that we have? Uh, because it's it, with this cycle, of really either have to be a hundred percent in. It feels like a lot of times, or you just don't know you you miss out on so much. And I know that also weighs on people uh, when it comes to mental health. And something I'm really glad that Nicole talks a lot about. What are some of the things that you think are most important when it comes to the space when, to make Make it uh, sustainable for people and to get those people that are on the sidelines to understand really the power of truly embracing every element of, of Web3. I think it's in it's engagement with other people. And I think that's really important. Reach out, outreach, direct message. You know, I, I mentioned earlier. Uh, people that have been proactive that messaged me, I responded, I put my time, I put my energy. Baroque is one of them. It all started with people reaching out, asking me questions, asking me feedback. Reach out to people that resonate with you and network. Everybody is here for the same purpose. Everyone feels it. Build with each other and grow each other. And one of the things that I've always been about is helping other people, whether it's in activism work, advocacy work, or helping each other build. You know, as I hear you talk, I had a visual come to me. I was a huge, huge uh, psychedelic art fan. And I remember when uh, Trippy did his first drop in Clubhouse and he was advising and Mad Dog Jones had just done the Phillips uh, art auction drop, the reactor which we hosted, Wolf brought Baroque and I into that. We did three rooms. And I remember he had a really big project and Mad Dog Jones had been really good with structuring different tiers of different drops. And I didn't, I didn't even know Trippy yet. 
I saw you had an Instagram and I said, dude, you guys need to connect. You guys need to know each other. It's all about helping each other. And I've always been a big person that just group text each other. Uh, people that I think could benefit from knowing one another and can build together. So that all stems people reach out to you. In Twitter, I think it's commenting on posts, being super active, notifications on, DMs on, raising your hand, Discord, participate, use your voice, and make a difference. No, so I'm so glad you said that. It's something that I feel like I touch on a lot in the space when people are like, what are we, how do you get involved? What do you do in the space? Well, first thing is you can't, you can't be shy. You've also, like you said, when you're trying to grow or you're trying to learn about something, you have to find people that you really connect with. When, you've, when you're able to build relationships with people, that's like the first element of Web3 in itself is the relationships. And so if you're not building relationships in this space, you're never going to be able to elevate to the next level because you're trying to do everything without any sort of platform, without any sort of foundation. And I think that you're spot on when you talk about the importance of the element of everyone that seems to have a lot of success in this space is they've made a lot of friends that also have had success because they've all grown together. And I think we're going to continue to see waves of that. We'll see new leaders in this space. We'll see new groups of people that are constantly being elevated but like you said it takes being active for people to see you for people to grow uh it reminds me on the show yesterday that i had with denton and i was talking to a couple of the people that run dented radio and and for the, they didn't really even know that i had recognized or i was sitting in their audience but people are constantly watching people are constantly going in and checking in and seeing what's going on and so all it takes is the right person coming in at the right moment and all of a sudden someone can recognize you and give you a, a platform to elevate you because that's what this space is all about it's about elevating each other and so i'm glad that you mentioned that what one final question then we're going to bring some people up if you have a question we're going to move to community corner you can hit that request button and we'll bring some people up after this but uh you're you're constantly advising projects you have a lot of uh you you definitely have uh, a strong presence when it comes to your the the vision that you have for web3 i think you really understand it what are what are some of the elements that you think teams have to get right in regards to projects if they're going to have any sort of any sort of staying power in, in web3 in this ecosystem i think you need to be very nimble and you have to be very open minded and i i was once told in my younger days uh, by the founder of a very prominent multi-billion dollar private equity firm when he was an aspiring entrepreneur and he was broke he was financed by Warren Buffett and Warren Buffett told him he liked his business plan but managed to the opportunity not the plan and I come across a lot of founders that are very set in stone that they're going to do it this way and it's going to work this way and when you're starting anything, especially as an entrepreneur, uh, there's many unforeseen potholes. So you have to be able to navigate. You have to be able to move quick. You have to be able to execute. And you have to stay open-minded. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that uh, as we kind of reflect on, like, we're coming up on uh, the anniversary in a few months of when a lot of these, the OG projects like Board Ape Yacht Club started. And like you said, it's um, like any project, you know, CryptoPunks was also in a year and a half ago or this time last year, CryptoPunks was around and, and Board Ape Yacht Club wasn't even around yet. And so, uh, Correct. you know, it's it just goes to show anyone can be overtaken if you're just constantly if you if you don't innovate and if you if you become stagnant i mean it's just like myspace just dying after uh being so powerful for years and i i think i think that we're seeing that happen time and time again because uh you know it is very important for people to to realize the importance that this innovation is constantly evolving and this tech is constantly evolving and if you don't stay on top of it you're you're just gonna you're gonna become stagnant as well and so i really uh, i think those those were beautiful words, and I think something that uh, for people that are wanting to build, they forget a lot of times in this space is just just how important it is to stay humble and, and flexible uh, with the way that you approach things. I, I I agree, and where I go back to to being open minded and nimble and not rigid, you know, this time last year, OpenSea was an afterthought. Nifty Gateway was the end-all, be-all. And they did a lot of things that damaged the market, especially flooding it with open editions, which basically maxed out all the buyers for a project and created no liquidity for a secondary market. The artist cashed out, and then there was no one left to sell to. And they opened the floodgates out of nowhere because the buyers were there, the revenue was exploding, and it really damaged their business and there was lots of conversations around having them not do that and they did it anyway and that opened up a lane for somebody to explode that did it differently which was OpenSea was there rareable was there obviously super rare was there maker's place was there foundation was there but it felt more agnostic on OpenSea and a lot less controlled and you know they exploded they may not be the big kahuna by the end of this year. Like I said, things changed. The room that I touched on earlier was the Alex Gray auction. And I remember Amir Mondo IR, who I believe is, God, I mean, I, I don't have words to say the impact that Amir Mondo IR system and industry, because every single room we hosted a drop, Amir was there. Every major sale that was made, Amir made the purchase. Every unknown artist, Amir bought and supported. Major Genesis drops, Pussy Riot, Time Magazine, Amir showed up and supported. When the space was very, very infantile, no one was making the returns they were making now. You know, I remember back in March saying like, hey, let's create a massive fund and go all in on CryptoPunk. This was March 2021. And, you know, it was the explosion of one of one. So there have been really amazing people. I've made really amazing friendships. You know, I, I became friends with Amir back then, March maybe 2021, February 2021. Still to this day, I speak with Amir on FaceTime almost every single day of the week. And I think that 
I will have that relationship with him for the rest of my life. I talk to Nicole every single day of the week. I talk to Rachel almost every single day of the week. A lot of these connections were made through Clubhouse. Aaron, you know, in February of 2021, we all used to have our profile pictures in Clubhouse and we would sit eight hours a day. I gave an example and I said, hey, can we all connect with our voices and no longer judge ourselves by our photos? Why don't we all change our profile pictures to an image of banana milk? And there was like a cup and a banana and a hundred people changed their profile pictures. And sure enough, that became the future. So, you know, it's interesting just to kind of be in it, live in it, see how it's evolved and still be active, still be somebody that encourages others behind the scenes always here to help, always here to support. And only recently have I, I guess, taken stage again to actually speak. I'm just so used to being behind the scenes, behind others, empowering others, which makes my heart grow. Yeah, you know, and but I have to say, I'm, I'm so glad that you take some time to come on these spaces. I've, uh, I've been fortunate enough to to come across uh your path and i i really appreciated your friendship and uh it's uh always whenever whenever i've met people in this space where i just know they understand the the vision the future and just what's needed it's usually people that have had a lot of success in in their entire career uh and that's because they're constantly innovating they're just constantly forward thinking you just always have to stay curious and you have that uh, just innate trait uh, in you. And I really appreciate that you preach that because I think from people that have the accolades you have, it just like for anyone in the audience to hear just how important it is to constantly grow and constantly have that growth mindset is just really powerful. And I'm glad I think it was really amazing when you do come up on stage and are able to share that. So thank you so much. We're going to start moving over to some questions from the audience now. If you have a question, go ahead and hit that request button this time for Community Corner. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. Keith, I know that you had requested to come up earlier, so I think you probably had something to say, but I wanted to make sure to bring you up. What's going on, President of Time? How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, when I saw the room was a conversation with Paulo, I had to jump in. Paulo, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Thank you for joining, Keith. I actually had lunch today uh, with Ian at Nobu in Malibu with Doug DeLuca and a couple others. Oh, I love that. So, um, you know, if, if time pieces in the time community sounds a lot like what Paulo said, it's because a lot of the influence was taken from Paulo in the earliest days. Um, you know, when I sat there in clubhouse rooms just as a sponge, um, it was Paulo who was, you know, preaching community first. Um, when uh, people were trying to figure out, you know, the role of brands and consumers and communities and, and artists, you know, it was Paulo who um, really pushed that forward and um and crystallized in my mind and as nicole benham can tell you uh like i had the opportunity to meet paulo for the first time at nft 
NFT NYC. And literally, I just turned around, and he's massively bigger than I am. Like I am, uh, like uh, I used to think I was a really tall Jew growing up in New York City at five nine, but uh, uh, Paulo was like six four something, right, Nicole? Like, uh, but I turn around and I see Paulo, and I just knew it was him. Uh, from that voice, but then also just from from the FaceTimes that we've done in the past. And, you know, I just, I don't think that people will ever fully understand the uh, impact that you had in shaping a lot of where we are today, um, number one. Um, number two, um, I couldn't agree more with you on everything you said about Amir. Um, and number three, um, uh, Paulo, in addition to... Um, being extraordinarily influential and in shaping a lot of people's thoughts, including my own. Um, uh, Paul is just a really great human being. Um, and like, it's very, it, it's not easy to say that about people. You could say people are nice, um, but Paul is a great human being. And, and I've seen it. And I love that you pulled Nicole Benham up and she can attest to it. Right. Nicole, I'm not lying on this one. Paul no, like, no, right? that's like, a hundred percent the truth. Uh, Thank you, right? Like, Paulo is, you know, like, and I watched Paulo when all of us were destroyed when Jin passed. Um, Paulo rallied us and held a lot of us together. And, um, you know, like, there were a lot of moments that Paulo stepped up in situations, um, and Nicole did too, actually. Uh, she's equally, I'm actually the worst person on the stage. I'm beginning to realize this. <laughs> um, like, I, I, I talked myself to a corner, um, but but I'm but like but real like uh, uh, Carl like uh, you know um, you, you couldn't have chosen a better person to have up for your your conversation tonight. And I just it was it was so great to just hear you talk, Paulo, because I feel like you don't do that enough anymore. Like you you do stay in the crowd too much. And like I, like my ask, if I had one question of you, it would be. Can you talk more? Can you put yourself back forward? Can you continue to push forward? Because um, if you're not going to do that, then you have to go back to your cloud picks where you start to show like, uh, oh, I'm looking at a cloud and let me show you how I can create like an incredible piece of art out of that cloud. <laughs> how <laughs> so, like, I can draw take, on it. Yeah. yeah, you can't take both away from us. Um, and so I just want to say thank you more than anything else. Awesome, man. Thank you. I appreciate you. I honor the work that you've done in this community, the time that you've put into this community. And I, I'm very grateful to have connected with you, uh, seen what you've built, built and continue to build. And I thank you for the kind words as well. Thank you so much. It's a rare feat when uh, Keith comes up on stage anytime and doesn't just uh, poke fun or say something sarcastic. I don't. It's just uh, it's weird. There's always someone that he's uh, poking fun at, and so I, it's, I mean, this isn't about this isn't about Nicole Benham's awful jokes. Like, I mean, <laughs> she's going for the dad joke championship, right? Keith, so, like, hold on one second. Um, I recall your jokes are so bad. I wish hold on. had a he he had he literally function. couldn't say anything about Paolo, so he had to go attack right. Nicole now. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Hold on, let me just let me just announce to the room: Keith actually liked my thirst trap joke yesterday. I saw you click the like button. It was a funny joke. I occasionally have some bad a, dad jokes. It was, it was a sympathy like. 
(laughs) That post has over 2,000 likes. Show me a joke on your page with that kind of engagement. My God. (laughs) <laughs> a like, a like. The joke is bad. Uh, it's uh, well now. I I uh, spoke too soon because Keith took over the stage. It became a it became a roast. Um, sorry, sorry, Nicole. That that came at your the expense of you. No, that's okay. I'm about I to think, I'm about to kick this guy. I think no, don't. <laughs> I think we need to actually have a roast so that Keith Grossman can be on the dais. Is that what it's called? When they do those roles? Yeah, you know I'm, what? I'm, Nicole I'm and I sensitive. will have to I'm set this sensitive. up. We're going to have... I'm Nick- very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get the entire Web3 ecosystem, and we're going to sit you up on a little uh, throne, and we'll we'll have a chat, and uh, you'll have to just listen to all the stuff we have to say about you. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, my God. But uh, so back to Paolo. I should never come on <laughs> uh, Thanks, Keith, for coming up. Nicole... Uh, since since you're up here too, and Keith um, so kindly brought you into the conversation, uh, welcome on stage. Thank you. Um, okay, I have a lot to say about Paolo. First of all, I wouldn't even be—I'd be on the Earth without Paolo, but I wouldn't be in the NFT space without Paolo. Is what I mean. So uh, when I reached out to him when I was thinking about it, I was like, "Is it too late to to get into this game?" And he's like, nope, do it now. Let me teach you what everything is. And he basically advised me and, and helped me and showed me the ropes so that I could do what I'm doing now. And it's not just that he did this for me. He did this for so many other people. And he he's so humble. I feel like, Paolo, you always downplay what you're, what you're doing. I totally agree with what everyone's saying. But he has a tremendous impact. He's like... He's like this catalyst for everyone who who doesn't really know what they could be or who they are or how much they're worth, how valuable they are, how they could take their talents and apply them, you know, to any to any field. Just I mean, if like if I didn't have Paolo, I don't know how bright I would look into my future and be like, wow, there's a lot here. Like I have, I have great mentors who do that as well, but, but Paolo in this space specifically, I was a little hesitant to get in because it seemed so technical, uh, technical. God, I can't even think anymore. It seems so technical that I was like, there's no way I could do this. He's like, Nope, it's easy. Let me show you. And he does that with everybody. Uh, he also, <laughs> we're in a group chat with my mom where, uh, we we share different collections and you know look at charts together i mean he's just he's a family man he's a an excellent friend excellent mentor always fighting for the underdog always making sure that people you know are helping good causes he's just he's that kind of person and and he's he's a beast at business yeah, you know, I, I'm so glad if you're in the audience and you just, um, like Keith had said too, Paolo's not always on stage anymore, and so you have a lot of people new to the space that maybe don't recognize, but when you look at the people that have hopped into this room and come up on to the stage because of just the impact that he's made, it's just, um, it's it's a, it's really a special moment, and I'm really excited that we um, have, have, were able to hear a little bit more about your story for everyone newer to the space, because it is, 
it is really important and you've you've touched a lot of people's lives and i think it's just uh it's i'm grateful for you in in um in my journey as well so i just uh, i think it is important to recognize and, and um and thank you for all of all of that 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 you've put into other people uh because you uh, are really good at helping build people up my honor thank you all right, we. I'm going to move to some people that maybe have more questions. Um, and so we've got Big Time Dreams. How are you, man? Thank you for being up here, fellow Crazy Carl Collective member, too. Hello? Sorry about that. I just uh, introduced someone uh, on mute. How about that? So uh, uh, I don't know how I took... Perfect moment of silence. I love meditation. <laughs> I did meditate it was, before uh, this, this Yeah, RIP to Carl. He was gone for a second. Uh, I want to... How are you? Uh, welcome to the stage. Hey, thank you, guys. Just wanted to reach out and let you guys know that this is exactly how I anticipate and see the Web3 community to build and grow is exactly what Paolo said. Um, if we don't all connect and continue to connect and push each other to connect with everyone else will never thrive. And with what Carl and with what NF Daddies is doing and all the other groups around, it's exactly what we need to do. We just need to get off the computers and more into the AR and the multiverse. Amen, man. Did you have a question as well? I couldn't agree with you more. Well, no, I'll, I'll definitely be reaching out to, you know, you and I and the wife will be talking about the mental health that we're going to be bringing into the NFT community. Um, Paolo, if you have any input on how we go about this, I'm all ears 100%. I absolutely do. Let's definitely connect. You know, visually, if, if you envision um, uh, a, a bunch of fully charged batteries that go into this spotlight you turn it on it's super bright but if you had you know 75 percent of them that were drained and 25 percent that weren't they wouldn't go on and i feel like everybody in this space is fully charged mental health is a huge part of my life uh it, it's it's been riddled in my family for generations it's work that i do in the real world and i would love to connect with you on that for sure um and and push that forward yeah i mean honestly he's a perfect guy to to get involved in that conversation i'm glad that you came up thanks so much big time thank you guys have a great day i appreciate you bringing me up of course all right next we've got a fellow ape in the house neil what's going on man what's up carl what's up paolo what's up my guy I haven't heard that voice in a long time. You could run it back some OG stuff, right? Yeah. Watched yeah. it all in real life. Go. I did. You know, I, I, I'm so glad you, you did this space, Carl, because, you know, for the new people in the room that don't get to hear Paolo, like, we go back to the early days of Clubhouse and the late nights till 5 a.m. and the whole banana milk movement. This is prior to all of us kind of popping down the rabbit hole in NFTs and social media rooms and film rooms and all the different types of rooms we were bouncing around. But then we all kind of like in our own way discovered the NFT space and it just became a crazy like explosion that we all were a part of. And this man 
you know, help so many people expose different. It was dropped, like he was saying, day after day, day after day, and including us in stages to meet people. You know, a lot of the people I met in this space early on is due to Paolo and the rooms and the stages I met and then being able to DM people and be able to reach out because, you know, you share conversations and you shared uh, connections with different people in all these spaces from all different parts of the world, from all different uh, industries. And Paolo was a big part of that. And he just has that way of, you know, of his experience and, you know, he touched on something that was uh, so important of being able to recognize, you know, what, what, like when he was early on Web 1 and then Web 2 and understanding like how like there's a shift. And I was around I was around those times, too. And that's why I ended up in this space, because the shift. You could see it. There was something new and it was important. So all of us that are here, whether you think it or not, we are still early. But I am so grateful to you, Paolo. Um, I'm glad that you're up here talking. Uh, you are a very important person in how this, like as Keith was saying, how this space was shaped early on and all the stuff with Amir and Keith. Keith, everything he's done. So it's just been, it, it's amazing to hear. And I have one question for you because you know that I've been around since those early days. What's your favorite moment? Is there a moment that sticks out from last year, you know, from looking back that you were like, oh man, that was my favorite moment? God, I, I mean, there's not any one in particular. There were so many amazing moments. I think Maybe falling asleep in a room and you took over moderating and waking up and you guys were still going. I was like, wow. I mean, it was just one thing after the next. I, I would say the thing that stands out the most, you know, uh, what I did in Clubhouse, what I do here, what I do in the real world. There was a woman who was bullied on a stage that was a single mother. There was another lady, Tamara, who was paralyzed and was bullied. And I was able to use my voice, my presence, my influence to flip those negative situations into very positive outcomes for both of those women. And for uh, hundreds of single moms as well, we did a massive fundraiser that night in a room for single moms in dire need, just being able to be there, be present. That was a real big moment, I would say, of, of uh, last year in Clubhouse. That's a beautiful answer, too, and I think goes to show just, um, I mean, it's clear your passion for advocacy and uplifting people and helping in, in times of need uh, is just, I mean, that's when you shine, and I think the, the entire community already knows that, but uh, just uh, it's, it's, it also goes to show that those moments in your mind are some of the proudest uh, over that time as well. Um, King Blackboard, welcome to the stage, man. Glad to have you up here. Hey, Carl. Always a pleasure to come up on your stage, man. I want to thank you for really putting together uh, consistently uh, well-produced and uh, educational programming. 
I've found um, a ton of Twitter spaces that I've frequented today to be uh, borderline awful. And you know me, I'm going to keep it gutter. Um, they're talking about nonsense. Uh, uh, the quality of the content that, that you're bringing is, uh, you know, top notch and, and the professionalism. So I want to give you your flowers. Back. Plus, the intro music today was dope. I'm loving that. <laughs> Appreciate you, King Blackboard. Uh, yo, Paolo, I got a question for you, my man. I appreciate a lot of the work that you do. Um, been really inspirational hearing it. Uh, I see you have dented in your in your top banner. I really resonated with Denton's art, like the way that that PFP uh, not only had an emotion, but it had a state of being attached to the metadata and um, really thought it was unique in the sea of new PFPs. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what you think the future of this project is and why other people should be excited about where it's going? I mean, I, I yeah, I can. Uh, thank you for that as well. I think, you know, the DNA of which it's come to Web3 is extremely significant. Uh, an artist being able to advocate for his value and to be able to bring his art to the world and be empowered and have a community come around him of voices while he was voiceless, I think is significant. And it's the first time that I've seen a community uh, rally around a project uh, in this type of way since Bored Apes did when they minted out in Clubhouse. It's become a community of people connecting by sharing their feelings and their emotions uh, relating to everyday life of trials and tribulations, dented, not broken. And the strength of the community that's come around the DNA of the project and the way that the art has been able to strike an emotion and the people that own the piece of art that collect the art is very significant in how vocal the community has been and is. I mean, shout out to all the dented feels in the audience. I see rare feels in here. I see everybody in here. I see IRL Whale. He's a big, big, big part of the community. He's been giving a lot of great advice to everybody. And there's a community aspect here that's organically been created. It seems like a very large community of creators and artists and collectors it's very diverse and there's some connectivity there that i like to uh give the metaphor of the lightning in a bottle it, it's something that's very special i can feel it i see it i hear it and it's very unique and very unusual yo that was that was excellent message received i'm gonna buy five more on the second layer. thank you awesome you know, you know king blackboard too i don't know if you knew this but uh paolo is also an advisor for dented fields which uh is one of the things that actually uh really caught my attention about it because paolo uh i know just just how incredible of a guy he is and the uh, amount of attention that he he knows the direction that web 3's headed and so the fact that uh when i saw that he was helping out and helping cultivate and guide that ship it's uh that's honestly what was one of the things that got me uh so so excited about the project as well if i may jump in here tal how are Hi. you thank you so much for hopping on 
Yes, up, yes. Tal? What up, what up? What up, what up? Good to be here always with good people on stage. Listen, I've watched Paulo from, you know, the moment he started this um, initiative, this amazing project with uh, Dentin. And I just want to say, you know, he's one of, really one of my favorite figures. He knows that. I mean, I'm, you know, it, it's, it's very simple to be, uh, to, to be in love with this guy. He's just a, a great symbol for humble, for being humble, for being generous. And from the moment that I met him, it was just, you know, a connection of a true friendship. And I think that Paulo, he's been the voice of so many people who are in need in this space. So many people who are, who don't have a voice. And I think it's so magical from the moment that I met him. It, he's also trying to help everyone around me and for, to me, myself. Like, he's always like, what do you need? Do you need help? Do you need a developer? Do you need um, something to assist your project, your ideas? Your He's always in, in watching people around him and understanding what are their needs. And he has this... Um, very in- emotional intelligence his emotional intelligence is very high and it's something that you don't see a lot around you and it is something that is very rare and i think that that's the magic in paulo that he can actually see inside you he's, he's not just looking in your eyes he's not just he, he, even if you have a pfp of whatever you know a cat an ape or whatever he can see through you he can hear through you and i think that's a rare character that's a rare uh, symptom that people don't have a lot and I think that's the magic in him and I, I've i watched him you know p- uh, protecting uh, Dentine and, and building this community in a way that it just evolved exponentially in such short time and it's just beautiful to watch how he's kind of the Robin Hood of all the people who are in need for that and that's that's I think that's what attracts me into this into his soul you know, and into who he is. And it's just it's just beautiful to see you in this space, Paulo. And you know what I feel for you. And, and you know that you're a dear friend and, and anything that you'll ever need, uh, you know that I'm here. So uh, I just wanted to throw it out there. And thank you, Crazy Carl, for having this show. You're amazing yourself. You know, I like you too. Tal, I know. And I appreciate you so much. It's so funny. It's like when you think about all the people that we cross paths with and the people we become close to, it's just because a lot of times, like you said, you just feel... Uh, the presence of that person and you understand, you know, um, you know, what they stand for. And I think that is uh, time and time again, what draws so many of us together uh, in the space is when you find like-minded people, it's really easy to connect and grow, which is what everyone should continue to aspire for in Web3. That's really the beauty of it is finding such amazing like-minded people like yourself and Paolo and uh, what you said about his emotional intelligence. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's something that's so important about people is like uh there's just not enough empathy in the world and nicole talks about it with me a lot we talk about that uh it's just like we've grown to build walls so quickly uh in this new decade and this new that that we're in and i think that you know it's so it's i think that's another beautiful thing about web3 even when it, it came to palos talking about you know uh everyone changing their pfp to a picture that isn't themselves just being able to listen to the content of someone's voice instead of um what they look like or judging them for whatsoever for anything else other than what they put out into the world 
right? And I think uh, I think it's really powerful, and I think that's something that's really important, and that Web three does bring is that we're able to to put other things to the side and really be able to focus in on on actions because actions are what matters. And I think that uh, Paolo does does uh, embodies that is that you can say anything, but when you when you act, oh, time and time again, over and over, that's when the real change happens. I agree, and I wanted to add to that, you know, that since the audio apps came to the world, I think we're much more sensitive to things. I think that since they, since I started, you know, Clubhouse, um, a long, it feels like 30 years ago, but it's just been like a year and a little bit. Um, but it is, it feels like I, I know people better, you know, instead of just looking at their Instagrams and, and looking at their filtered pictures that maybe their VA put up or whoever, I actually hear your soul. I can hear your thoughts. I can hear your feelings. People can listen to me and, and, you know, hear my trembling in my voice, hear my ridiculous accent, hear all my mistakes, you know, that I'm making because my English is not perfect hearing my my feelings my if i'm sad if i'm tired if i'm awake and excited or you can't feel it through jpegs when it comes to you know so other social media platforms and only since the audio started i feel like more connected to the people on the stage it doesn't matter what their picture is it could be their face or it could be jpeg it doesn't matter it's not about the image it's about the voice you can you can hear my thoughts you can hear my feelings and you can hear everything that is inside me and i know that people with high highly um emotional intelligence can hear even further you can actually see that person in front of you and i i feel it on a lot of people that i'm speaking with and i i feel like i can feel them i can i want to hug them through that app without even knowing who they are i don't care what their religions what the, you know what they believe in where they live what's their color what's their gender i, I don't care but none of it. I just hear their soul and that I want to hug their soul. So this is what the the audio apps enabled us. And I, I think that's the magic. And Web3 is even <laughs> bringing another aspect to that, you know, to those audio apps that, that allows us actually to create communities and really meet amazing people in the space, just like your, you two here. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Thank you for speaking that because I think it's so important just like acknowledging how important it is, Paolo, to, to kind of turn that into a question too for you. I, I was curious if you if you feel the same way, you know, in regards to that the, the that part of being the power of like this new this new tech and this new innovation. We're sitting actually connecting with humans instead of watching TV and just like fogging our minds with uh, with beliefs or or junk. Yeah, I do. It, it, it takes me back to when Clubhouse went viral. You know, it brought me back to. Speaking, talking, listening, uh, like I grew up on the telephone. And, you know, it's very intimate to hear somebody's voice when you're in your environment, they're in their environment. And if you really listen to the tone and the energy and tap into it, it, it supersedes what somebody's saying. You know, you have to really feel and tune in and you can feel you know, we, we learn before anything at a young age how to read feelings and emotions. When you're a little kid and your parent walks in the room and they're upset with you or in a bad mood, you know it before they say one word, you feel it. 
and the power of connecting intimately on audio with each other conversating is very very powerful we lived for decades of texting reading watching watching produced content watching edited content and the thing about live voice content is it's in real time and it's live and you know it's it's audio and i think that's something that's very very powerful clubhouse had the lightning in a bottle i think they made a lot of missteps as an organization and they allowed for the explosion of twitter spaces which has carried the movement forward in a big way i love that and i think you're right i think uh there's it goes back to the innovation and and just constantly not getting left behind. And in this space, it's really important to constantly be looking, listening, uh, watching trends, thinking about what's happening, and then getting to know people because the that personal journey is actually what carries people the farthest and makes them move or makes them stay. And I and I couldn't agree more with that. Um, this is I, I just have to apologize too because there's so many more people that are requesting to come up. We're gonna have to cut the show uh, here in a minute. And I just wanted to thank everyone that that has requested to come up. The stories uh, from people that have come on stage about Paolo and and his role in their journeys because I think that really speaks to the the man behind um, the PFP too. That even for those of you that may. Uh, maybe don't know him that well. Paolo, is there anything, before we start to close out, I was just curious if there's anything that you want to, I always give an opportunity for, for you just chat about anything on your mind, uh, things that, anything that you want to talk about that you're involved with right now, uh, just anything at all. Is there anything that you want to say before we start to close out? Yeah, I'm first and foremost, I want to thank you, Carl, for inviting me in here. And I want to thank everybody that's come on stage and shared and commented and asked questions. And I want to thank each and every one of the people that came, listened, were here in the audience because you are as equal of part of the equation. You all to network, reach out. I saw, I remember when he, I got on the phone with him and encouraged him. And I remember, he became, I think, the community manager on Discord for CoolCat months later. But I just want to encourage that. Mental health is a big, 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 big part of my existence. I have um, been blessed to be here still and survive my life. I became a father as a teenager, and I've been blessed to have beautiful children and so much wisdom and mental health is a huge part of my life. Meditation is a staple in the Dented Fields community, in the Dented Fields Discord. Uh, four days a week, there's scheduled guided meditation, I believe, at noon Pacific time by a yogi mystic that has over 30 years of experience of guided meditation that's extremely healing. We are going to bring it into Twitter spaces as well. And I just want to encourage all of you during the day, during the evening, take a break, meditate, however you meditate. It could be walking around the block. It could be drawing. It could be reading a book, it could be guided meditation, but definitely find time for yourself 
it's super important, you know, when you're busy and you're in something that's super exciting, it could take hold of you. So definitely pause, you know, go inside, meditate, reset and reach out. I love that. Um, and I wouldn't expect anything less for final words from you. Just, uh, inspirational as always, and constantly thinking about how to help others in the space. Um, so I just want to give a huge shout out of gratitude to you, Paolo, for coming on the show to chat about your journey so far in the web three space. The crazy about crypto show does not accept paid advertisements or paid requests to come on the show. The quality of guests and educational content provided is essential. I want to give a shout out to the Crazy Carl Collective. Crazy Carl is not my real name. I'm just one voice in the Crazy Carl Collective. We're an entity in the Web3 space working to build and grow together. Many guests of the show are Crazy Carl as well as many people in the audience. If you're not in the collective, I encourage you to follow us and watch us and then one day join us. There's a special Poe app for today's show you can claim by heading over to the Poe app app and putting into in the code word Palo the CEO. Uh, it's all lowercase, all one word. Once again, it's Palo the CEO. All lowercase, all one word. There also will be an after show party, a Jackbox game party in the Crazy Carl Collective Discord hosted by Franco. And you can find the link in the link tree if you're not in the Discord to join. Hope to see a lot of new folks there. Thanks so much for joining us today and continuing to learn about the innovation that Web3 unlocks for us all. This has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.